Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. Welcome to another episode of Chris's Comics. My name is Chris and this is a podcast about comic books. With me today on this special episode is my resident special guest, punk rock pirate time lord, <laughs> Mr. Jay Bidet. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's changed his shirt, so it's like a completely new episode, like we didn't record that off one ten no, minutes exactly. ago. I know. <laughs> It's a different day. I teach Darren Brown tricks, mate. This is... <laughs> it's weird. It's actually messing with my mind. There you go. Right. So, yeah, we are in the festive season currently. Um, you are listening to us in the future. So, Happy New Year. We haven't even had Christmas yet. Um, we're sat- it's actually Christmas Eve Eve today. Oh, you're not one of them curtain. people fucking posting I, that everywhere. I, was, I, just, I didn't post it, but I'm a Friends fan. Yeah, but I, I'm a Friends fan. I, I, never, I don't remember this at all. Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. Well, it's just a line in the show, man. Yeah, but I don't remember. I don't remember it being a line in the show. And also, it's not appeared on in the internet or the other Christmas Eve Eves. That's because it's now on Netflix and everyone's got access to it. Oh, that's a good. Ooh, it's the exact point. That's exactly exactly <laughs> how it's happened. But that isn't a. Fr- I'm sorry, that isn't a thing from Friends. Everyone's trying to make it a thing. The same way that the X Men cartoon tried to make what's his name a thing. Um, Jubilee. Yeah, X-Men... I'm sorry, but Jubilee is a thing. No, we're not talking. X-Men. I like I like Jubilee, but X- they tried to make Jubilee a thing in in the X Men cartoon. Like she was the one you'd be watching it for, and he wasn't. You're watching for the other ones. You're not watching for her. But they would focus I'm, it on her. I'm a Jubilee fan, so I'm a Jubilee. You're you're I, just a flat. I genuinely scan. would. There's a picture of her. I would get tattooed on me if I wasn't such a flatliner. Flat scan. Whatever the fuck you people call us. That's a band, isn't it? The Flatliners. Flatliners, yeah. They're sick as well. <laughs> yeah, so we've, uh, we've, we're have we've not drinking eggnog because we're both driving today. We're on uh, Aqua. Aqua. A- aqua, not Aqua. <laughs> Christina Aquilera. <laughs> we've got mince pies and biscuits. Um, my hamsters have got Santa hats and snowmen in the cages. Yeah, we're very festive. Um, <laughs> we're here today to talk about the best comic books of 2018. Uh, we have both... <laughs> we've both revealed <laughs> our favourite... Yeah. Our favourite uh, comic books of 2018 to each other mm-hmm. and to the internet. Um, we've actually put... Uh, I, I put on the Instagram uh, some polls for you to get involved. And you have done, so thank you for all your votes. We will discuss our winners... Not winners. <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll discuss we'll, our nominations, our favourites. Right, yeah. our our, we'll, we'll discuss our our um, favourites, and then we'll announce the winners of each category. So we're going to do like best comic book of the year, worst comic book of the year, yeah. best writer, best artist, etc. So stick around for that because it's going to be fun. Um, but first of all, as we usually do, we're going to talk about what we have currently been reading. 
So, what have you been reading recently, Job? I have not been reading much because it's been a, it's it's the most wonderful time of year, except if you're in retail. And, oh. Uh, oh. Mm, there hasn't been too much I've been able to really because I don't I don't want to just sit there and you know just flip through something dead quick. I want to really read a book. So um, I'm going to try to see how far back I've talked to you about stuff. See, I think I've even talked to... Did I tell you about me reading The Boys? No. So I've read The Boys. The, cool. the first trade of it. Cool. I really, really friggin' love it. I haven't read The Boys. I've heard it's very good. Um, but again, it's it's the writer. I think you'll hate it. I think you'll hate it. I, it's so coarse and so vile and in the, the situations that happen. Just like in, in, in Preacher... That I I don't I kind of I kind of don't mind it I don't know why I'm not like that with other things Eve says I'm a bit of a um, what's the word when you're um, a bit of a prude she reckons I'm a bit of a prude when it comes to sick jokes and toilet humour which you might not think that but I I get where she comes from well Anything? you are every time I fart you like gag and shit like well, yeah <laughs> it's disgusting we got a different sense of humour you and me in a way yeah my... I love toilet humour you're not a fan. Um, but this is why you should like like this because it's it's really toilet humor and preachers toilet humor. I like it. I don't like clever? Garth Ennis though. I don't like him. What what did he do to you? I, I just I just read some stuff by him that I didn't like, and also I really don't like the look of the art in that book. I just every time I, I go to read it because Abby's got it and she's read it and she liked it. Um, but every time I go to pick that up to read, because Phil Mouse has been pushing it on me, you are now, like, it's in development to be a TV show now as well. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to read this critically acclaimed book. But the, the art just, oh, I just I'm don't you, like the look of the art. I'm used to that because that's preacher artwork as well. So yeah, I, but I, you I like, like weird art that's not pretty, <laughs> you know. You like Weatherman and stuff like that, so... Do not knock the Weatherman's artwork. Well, that is all right, gorgeous. All right. You, you like indie art, and this, to me, looks a bit You like Ramos. Yeah, exactly. That's the, <laughs> exactly. That's the difference. I love a nice Marvel house style. You know, yeah. you like weird art, and I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, well... I don't like ugly art. I just don't. Okay, but I've been reading that, okay? And it's, it's good, and it's crude, and... And is it clever? It's it looks clever. like it could be quite a clever it's book. It's very clever. I think it's really... Uh, I always want to wind that in a bit. It's clever, but there have been moments where I've been reading it going, this is also a little paint-by-numbers in... like. No, I'm not going to spoil anything for it, but there is, there's two characters who don't like each other, and but it's made very clear early on they're shagging, but they don't like each other. And I can already see... Where this is gonna go? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like they they end up liking each other because that's why they shag. This is the entire thing that happened with. But this is such a told story. So that part it's got that little part that annoys me. But everything else around it, the other ninety eight percent of the stuff is clever and original. I read um <laughs> I've read the forward strangely enough because I started to read it right um by Simon Pegg right yeah um. And weirdly, they used his likeness for one of the characters. Mm. 
so yeah, I thought that was a bit of an odd thing. Well, the, I didn't read the foreword. I just, I just opened it up and saw forward by Simon Pegg. I went, I'm not reading the foreword, and then turned over the page, and then, then two pages later saw that character and went, "That's why they got Simon Pegg to do the foreword because they <laughs> clearly used him." Strange. Yeah. Cool. Um, that's been the main one. If we want to go into like current comics, uh, I've carried on reading Blackbird. So has Abby. I dropped it after issue one. You I did. thought the art was fantastic, but um, sometimes the art isn't enough to, you know, keep me sticking around. Mm. I just, uh, I, I can appreciate it, what it was trying to do, just not for me. Um, from the feedback from her, it's gone downhill. What do you think? Yeah. Like, it, this, the, the person who's writing this, I cannot remember, it's Sam Humphreys. He did Legendary Star-Lord, Volume 1. Oh, there you go, Star-Lord, Star-Lord Kitty, Pride. Kitty Pride. Yeah, yeah. he likes a Star-Lord. Battle Worlds, uh, that was the Secret Wars, yeah. Oh, I love the Battle Worlds of Secret Wars. Yeah, um, mate, going off on a tangent, I was thinking to myself the other day, how great Secret Wars was. It Wasn't it amazing? It was amazing, and we haven't had an event like that since. No! Like, weirdly... Secret Wars and all the spin-offs, tie-ins, whatever you want to call them, really got me into comic books again. If you yeah, rekindled my love, yeah, to buying singles and anticipating them every month. Like before that event, I'd read comics, but I wasn't really up to date with the current ones. I'd buy them every now and again. You know, I, w- I wasn't reading them. In, in succession in any series it was quite sporadic do you know what I mean mm. but that series that Battle Worlds Secret Wars it it made me fall deeper in love with comics but that's why it I was... didn't understand why you were also picking up Convergence at the time because I, in my head I was going this is fucking clearly great that is not well it, it kind of shows I mean it took me years to get round to reading that <laughs> convergence. <laughs> you know, it's worth the wait. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Sam Humphrey's biggest problem in this story is I actually don't think he's got a story. He's got really great artist work on it. The artwork is still gorgeous. I think he's got pieces of a story, and it reads like a person doing what the Americans called like the Mad Libs. So he's got a beginning of the comic. He's got an end. He's even got a scene that he wants in the middle, but getting these to weave together, it just seems like the the like there's a a, a moment where he's he, he's forced like this. But the girl is now kind of got apparently this is the thing. So there's two characters. There's this main girl, and then she's met up with a guy who's secretly been stalking her, right? Not creepy at all. Not creepy at all. Well, that's the thing. This is the thing. So she starts off by saying she thinks he's creepy for doing the whole stalking thing. She then quickly turns into she's angry at him, which didn't match her original emotions. But this happens within, honestly, a couple of panels. She becomes angry with him and acts like she's always been angry with him, but she hasn't. And then a few pages later, she ends up nearly kissing him. While still saying she's still angry at him, but she doesn't then immediately, two panels later, she goes from, actually, I've never been angry at you at all. And it's just really... He doesn't know these mate, characters. that's what... just birds. What <laughs> the light, mate. Is that, is that why it's called Blackbird? <laughs> right. Only the main character isn't African-American. No. Honest, <laughs> honestly, it's it's beautiful to look at. It is. It's gorgeous. That's the reason why so I read clunky. issue one. Um, from what I remember from issue one... There were some pretty deep themes going on yeah. with like 
suicide attempts and stuff like that. So drugs, yeah, drug misuse. Um, so I mean, is he not handling that kind of that side of it very well? These things just seem like they've been popping and out in. Like, Mm. how do we explain this bit? Oh, old Terry's drug abuse. Mm. And then they're not. There's no going back to what he's used or mm. what he's going forward using. There's no linearity. It is honestly like someone making stuff up as they go, mm. and some of it, some of it's connecting a little, but it's really not. And only, I'm giving it one more issue. And if it doesn't uh, do the job, then mm. yeah, I, I'm out. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, anything else you want to mention? Um, did you read Die? I was gonna. And then I saw your review and I thought twice about it. Oh, mate. I thought it looked great. And I was going to read it because obviously Kieran Gillen, mm. um, you know, he's a great writer. Um, so wh- why was it not very good? It was just, I didn't understand what was going on. He he, he made these characters, six six or seven characters, who they talk more in the, there's three parts of the story. In the first part, they're talking about... Um, they're talking about a, a night that they have. They're all sat about to have a, 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 a party, as it were. And whilst they're, t- they're talking to each other, but saying almost blurbs like how remember how he hated Avengers because it was like Tony Stark says something Tony Starkish, Thor says a Thor thing. Like they're not saying anything which gives you any idea about the character except this is the this is the uh, the cheesy one. This is the shy one, and then it jumps ahead, and they are uh, much older now. But because they're much older, the artwork, the guy, the artists are hated as well. I can't tell who's who. So now I've got another blank palette, and I don't know who's who. And then it jump, it, the story changes and does like a. Um, they've become, um, what's the name of? Uh, uh, they've become avatars at the end of you know they've become like avatars of whatever so that again they change their look again and they still haven't i don't know who they are i can't tell who the fuck is who and then on top of all that the writing was dead bad like there's like a really cheesy thing where they keeps like he keeps saying so this person sam sam likes this and this that was before sam likes green eggs and ham (laughs) sam i am this was before the event Here's Jody, and it says Jody says something. Yeah, Jody would laugh and tell us jokes like that, but that was all before. Well, you know, and it just kept doing that. It's like fuck off. Will you just stop doing that? So the art is by Stephanie Hans, but she draws like she's got no hands. <laughs> hands in like super hands from Peacher. Um, I she... didn't like her art at all. It was all over the place. And what's really annoying as well is the cover art is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it's weird this because like it's had really good reviews. So to hear you say that it's not good has got me really confused. Oh. I'm going to check it out. I pure wanted curiosity. to like it. I was really hyped as well. Just... Weird. Yeah. Um... Anything else? Because I have a lot to talk about. Well, I have read a lot. <laughs> well, tell you what, go go down your route now. Okay. And I'll tell so... you if there's anything that I've read as well. I've been reading Domino as usual. Oh, you and your fucking X Men. You it's know, great. About... it's great. It's great, mate. Um, Gail Simone is fucking killing it. She almost won. Well, not well. Yeah, she almost won my writer of the year. I almost picked her. Picked her as my favourite writer of the year because <laughs> right. she's great. You know, she did Plastic Man uh, and Domino has been consistently great. I know Phil Mouse will back me up on this. Art by David Baldion. Um, just check out that cover for issue eight. It's by Gang Hyuk Lim. 
I think I pronounced that right. It's gorgeous. Oh, wow. Morbius, about to bite Domino's I neck. wouldn't mind, but that looks... I mean, that's there's parts of that that look more real than a drawing. Yeah, mate, it's it's an awesome cover. Um, obviously, a lot different from the art by yeah. Baldion, <laughs> yeah. but I love that cover. Um, have a little look through the book if you want. Yeah, so basically, uh, we're having a bit of a Morbius arc here with some vampire action. <coughs> um, like I've said in the past, it's just good fun. Really solid writing. Love the art. Um, and it's one of the most consistently good series of the year. So, yeah, yeah it's it's great. It's great as usual. Not a lot more to say. Um, thoroughly enjoying it. I'm not a Morbius fan. He annoys me. I know. You gave away the pop of him to me because you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. He's just like... Let's see how Jared Leto interpretates him on screen. What? What do you mean? Jared Leto? Jared Leto's playing Morbius. Did you not know that? No. Dude, <coughs> call yourself a journalist. When did this happen? Like, ages ago. Are you sure? I've heard not a word about this. Dude, it's like, well known. I'm going to Google it now. I'm not having it. Do it. Morbius. He's shaved his beard off and everything. Jared. Anyway. Oh, I think I did post about this. I've just not absorbed it. You've got selective memory. You didn't want to accept it. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I wanted this. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, it was from June it was announced. Oh fucking hell! Yeah. <coughs> anyway. Anyway, this isn't a movie podcast. This is a comic book podcast. Yeah. I have also been reading Fantastic Four, which has been fantastic. Dan Slott and um, Sarah Pacelli killing it. Um, there's been another there's wedding, al- hasn't there? There's also been a wedding special. Oh god, um, so many weddings this year. So you might roll your eyes at this, and especially if you look at the cover. You might think, okay, oh, oy vey. this is <laughs> this is gonna be shit. Which I thought too. Being a Fantastic Four fan, I was like, oh, I suppose I'm gonna have to read this because it's the wedding special, whatever. The wedding doesn't happen in this. The, the wedding oh, doesn't it? No, the wet. This is like the bachelorette party and shit, <laughs> which is actually really good. Right, okay. <laughs> um, but no, the wedding happens in the next issue of Fantastic Four, which is released on Boxing Day. Um, this wedding special is like a big old fat book. Uh, lots of writers and artists on it. Uh, three different stories. Uh, the first one is by the wonderful Gail Simone. Artist is uh, Laura Braga. It's called Invisible in brackets. Girls gone wild, <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, it's about um, the bachelorette party uh, of Alicia Masters, um, who Ben Grimm is marrying, and obviously um, Invisible Woman is there, Susan Storm, and some other characters. Uh, you've got She Hulk there. Um, there's quite a funny scene where they all turn up at the house. Uh, to pick up um, Alicia and Sue. And it's basically all of Johnny Storm's exes. You've got Jennifer Walters, Medusa and Crystal there. <laughs> and Johnny Storm, <coughs> he's just like... Awkward. Yeah, he just turns around and says to Sue, so many ex-girlfriends, so many. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, mate, Gail Simone's writing in this, this She's story funny. No, is she's so funny. good. They go to a male strip club. It's called World War Honk. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. 
And every all the male strippers are dressed like superheroes. Oh no! And it is so funny. Um, oh, she's kind of nicked that from her own self, didn't she? In, in Plastic Man, she, yeah. there's, there's a strip club and all the girls dress as DC villains, don't they? DC. Vi- I'm sure. Yeah, that, so, <laughs> so, so that, funny. This she's allowed stuff. to plagiarize herself. And um, obviously, because Alicia is blind, um, <laughs> she can't appreciate the. Uh, the, the eye candy on off it. <laughs> a feast so, for the eyes. Someone so she gets someone, male stripper, that's in Iron Man's <coughs> costume. And she's like touching him, his abs, and like. Oh, and then she gets. <coughs> sorry, mate, do you want to have a drink? Cause, no, it's alright. Okay. Uh, so she, she gets um, interrupted uh, by <laughs> what people think is the Mole Man, but it's actually the Mole Man's girlfriend uh, or ex girlfriend. Uh, which will become more apparent as we go on. Um, and Jennifer Walters, they all get into battle mode. Jennifer Walters turns into She-Hulk, and she says, um, "She says, stupid mole men spoil intimate and tasteful sex dance. Hulk was going to make it rain." <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. Um, and yeah, a big, big old fight scene happens. That they're fighting the mole woman, um, and then eventually the mole man turns up and and basically says that uh, he doesn't, he doesn't want her anymore. He doesn't love her anymore. And be gone. And it's just such. <laughs> That's so. It's so much fun, dude. Is it a Fantastic Four comic though? Yes, absolutely. Is is, is that a Fantastic absolutely, Four? Absolutely. Is that not just like a one shot? Girls gone wild. It it's great. It's it's a lovely heartwarming ending as well. Your favourite part is with the She-Hulk again. I've yeah, not, I've not really heard you mention. <laughs> Dude, She-Hulk was in the Fantastic Four at one point. Yeah, but, but nah, don't get into to me about that. Ant Man was in the Fantastic Four. It, uh, I wouldn't count that as a Fantastic Four story if it was Ant Man based. Right. Well, let's move on to the second story, which right. was just as good by Dan Slott. Um, art is by Mark Buckingham. And it's called Father Figure. So, um, Alicia's father, or stepfather, should I say, is the puppet master, hence the surname, Masters. Yeah. Related to Gaz as well. Yeah, I was going to say. And so basically Ben is stressing, uh, he wants to get the blessing of uh, her stepfather, who is in jail. Uh, So he he visits the puppet master. uh, Where is he? The raft obviously, mm-hmm. um, and asks for his blessing. Um, and it, it's it's just a really interesting interaction between them. The puppet master looks really creepy. Uh, it's classic, classic mm. looking art in this as well. Um, it is a bit. I really like this. I thought it was dead funny. Um, and then at the end we get another story, which has got some really interesting art. Um, this is by... This is by Fred Hembeck. He does the art and story. Um, And it's basically just a recap of the history of the Puppet Master and this weird kind of... What the fuck? Weird kind of style. Um, But I I was really surprised by this issue. Loved it to bits. Yeah, so there's the wedding in issue 650, legacy numbering. Mm. Uh, The wedding spectacular. Uh, Hold on. How is that legacy numbering? How is... is how are they on 650 and Spider-Man's on more? Oh, because they'll have stopped for a bit. 
Fantastic Four. Yeah, there were no Fantastic Four books for fucking five years or something ridiculous. Because yeah. right. no. after Secret Wars, um, yeah, they they retconned them basically. Um, Johnny Storm and obviously the Thing, Ben Grimm, they were, they, they were in comics still, which segues me nicely into what I've been reading next. Oh god. Marvel 2 in 1. Oh, God. Uh, which has been absolutely fantastic, no pun intended. Mm. Written by one of my favourite writers, Chip Zdarsky. It's been great. It's wrapped up now, issue 12. Um, they've switched it up a bit at the end, rather than The Thing and Human Torch. It's been Invisible Woman and Human Torch. And then the one before this was um, uh, Mr. Fantastic and The Thing. And it was great, because obviously the Fantastic were back now. Um, and... Chip does a really good job of um, hitting the emotional beats with these characters because in the main run by Dan Slott and Sarah Pacelli they're kind of they're thrown into this uh, confrontation um, this battle on another dimension so they don't really get much chance to say hang on a minute where the fuck have you been for the past five yeah, years yeah, like, just got a battle. you've just left us so Chip um, explores, um, like I say, that emotional side bet- between, you know, brother and sister reuniting and best friends reuniting. And it's done so well, man. Really, really good stuff. Um, I think it was a really good decision to have that handled in this book rather than the main title. Because I did think, I was, unfortunately, the way that these were released, they weren't in the correct order. Mm. Um, so I ended up reading these out of you know out of order. Uh, they w- it would have been great if I'd have read them correctly, but <laughs> fucking Marvel, you know. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I thought it was a great decision not to lumber the main book down with um, you know th- those uh, heavy emotional scenes. But Chip handled them perfectly in a humorous way, like he always does, mm. you know. Um, so have a little look at the um, the main run here. Look at that cover for issue three, Fantastic Four, by one of the best artists in the business right now, Isad Ribic. Look at that. It's great. Ooh. Have a little look through issue three. Uh, I think Sarah Pacelli's on that one. Um, she's the main artist. Um, in the latest issue in issue four, the art is by Stefano Caselli. He's really good also. Um but no, I'm I'm loving Fantastic Four at the moment. I really am. I'm so glad that Slot's on it because, in my opinion, he's the perfect writer for the book. He brings the balance of action, humour, and just ties them together perfectly. So they've they they don't have the Baxter building anymore because obviously Peter no. Parker bought it. Um, so they've got new headquarters and it's just basically a, a shitty apartment block in New York City. Um, and it's just it's just a great new fresh start. Uh, for anyone that hasn't read Fantastic Four, I'd say it's a great jumping on point. You know, just take a chance on it. it is I recommend it. It does look nice. Not it's lie. great. And in the latest issue, um, issue four, uh, we're introduced to the Fantastics, which are like who has replaced them since they've been gone. They're like this uh, weird version of the Fantastic Four, <laughs> and it's really funny. Um, Slot is <coughs> doing a great job. Oh. Enjoying it. Going to carry on with that. And if, you, if you're ever feeling a bit curious one day, Joe, just dip in. Maybe. Dip in. Well, my curiosity has 
become the better of me recently. I, I've read Arachnite. Okay. Oh, right, yeah, you're carrying on with Infinity okay. Warps. Well, it, it's one of two in it, so I was like, well, I might as well get the second one, and it's just, it's, oh, it didn't work at all. Arachnite was possibly just, it's just awful, didn't make any sense. Terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, old Lady Harley is just plodding along. It's clever, it's a bit like how Gail Simone's writing is on the funny side of it, but the story of Old Lady Harley isn't actually... Hasn't nothing's happening. I haven't really seen any substance. It's just like she wanders into scenarios and funny stuff happens, but there's no real story. And then Batman Kings of Fear, yeah, which has been fantastic as oh, usual. That's been what I've, I've been enjoying that. Looking yeah. forward to reading that. It just it looks exquisite. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Kelly Jones, as you know, and to have his work coloured like that. It's just perfection. Yeah, the it's, colouring is ridiculous. It, it sort of brings his nineties Batman look up to modern, to the a modern, modern look. Times. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know in, exactly in a way, what you just mean. the way that it's coloured with those neon highlights and oh god, it looks gorgeous. And the and the story's great too. It's a really weird, offbeat kind of Batman story, mm. as a Scarecrow story should be. You know, yeah, no, it's great, and I can't wait to see how it finishes. It's going to be a nice trade, that. Fap, 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 fap. <laughs> uh, speaking of fap... Oh, God. Let's talk about Shazam issue one. I can't. I haven't read it. Oh, I, mate, I, it is fucking fantastic. I can't wait. I've picked it. It's there. And like I said, I'm, tonight is me night. I'm going to sit there with my stack and I'm going to right, eat well, through them. I'm not going to spoil it. I mean, there's no, nothing... you're fucking not going to spoil it. There's nothing really to spoil in this at all, but... I will say that it is... I cannot wait to see where this goes. It's not groundbreaking. It's just great, wholesome fun. And Jeff Johns just knocks it out of the park yet again. You know, it is just... It's so good, man. It doesn't get bogged down by his backstory or anything like that. Literally, his backstory is told in one panel on the first page or something. Just get it out of the way. It is just great. Um... And the art's great too. Uh, Dale Eaglesham doing a great job. Looks just like, you know, Gary Brown or something cool like that, in my opinion. Mm. It's just really nice, clear lines. Um, there's a backup story at the end by Mayo Na- Na- Naito. Yeah? Mm. And it's... Um, <laughs> I'd be interested to get your take on that, on that one, actually. Just the way it ends. That's all I'll say. Mm. Uh, but it's a very... It almost looks like a manga story um, it's really cool I absolutely loved it, it is it, it the same kind of mini story that they used to have at the end of Howard the Ducks when we were reading uh, Howard the Duck remember a little bit yeah a little yeah. bit um, but it, it warmed my heart it really did it tickled the copies um, and Shazam issue one almost won my comic book issue of the year oh really yeah it is that good oh my god honestly like, why have I not read that now I, I can't wait to talk about it <laughs> like I say it's nothing like crazy it's, it's just, just a really good comic. Good, like wholesome, it's just wholesome. wholesome. That's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> um Yeah, dude, and it's made me look forward to the movie even more. I can't fucking wait. No, it's it's great, man. Absolutely fantastic. Another reason I know it's only one issue, but another reason why Jeff Johns I'm spoiling everything here, was my favourite favourite writer of the year. <laughs> um I've been reading Doomsday Clock. Yes, I we, have. We aren't talking about that because we're gonna <laughs> 
I love that every time. <laughs> We're going to dedicate. Time. I've been talking. We've been reading Doomsday Clock, but we can't talk about that <laughs> it's, uh, all the time. So yeah. just skim that. But so far, it's still two thumbs up. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's getting really intense as well at the moment. Uh, but yeah, we we want to dedicate an episode to that because that is one that we're going to get our teeth stuck into mm. heartily. I can't wait for that. Um, be reading Heroes in Crisis issue three. Which one was issue three? The latest one. Yeah. What was <laughs> the on one the with the cover? The cover had um, one of the masks on the front with Batman's reflection in it. And, oh, did I read that? Um, it was all. It was a flashback. No pun intended to Flash coming into the sanctuary. Um, no, I've not read it then yet. Okay, uh, that's that's on the yeah, pile a, for tonight. It's a flashback. Uh, it's a very different turn in pace to uh, what we've had. Um, interesting, still good, mm. but sort of it'll read better in trade. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also been reading Cosmic Ghost Rider. Um, Have you just finished it? I haven't read the last... I oh know, I have. Yeah, yeah, I finished it. Yeah, Should yeah. we spoil it? So, I mean... So Punisher Thanos dies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was great, wasn't it? I loved it. Yeah, it's a great little fun run. Uh, Field Mouse completely disagreed with me. Oh, what? He, really? Did he not like he it? said it was Trigger's broom. Uh, we didn't use that expression because he's fucking American. But, um, he said yeah. it's just not Punisher. Yeah, or yeah he said that, Punisher I... doesn't wisecrack. He's not Frank Castle either. And I was like... I was like, dude, it's just... I am not a fan, really. I'm not a big fan of Punisher or Ghost Rider. So, to me, it worked. See, I, that was my, my whole argument. I'm on his side. But I can put it all aside for the fact that it, 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 was, they, it was a vessel to tell the story. And the yeah. story was good. Yeah, I, it was just I, fun, I, I, didn't need, I didn't need that. But that's I knew what didn't work. Because I'm reading Punisher at the moment. So, I've got Punisher and I've got that. And you just open it and you go, this is not the same character yeah. at all. But I didn't... Didn't, I didn't care. It yeah, was good. Exactly. That's the way I thought about it. I I didn't even think about it in the same breath, like that it was really Frank Castle. Um, you know, can can you imagine John uh, what's his face from the Netflix show? Oh oh Flame. oh John, John Bernadetti. That's my name. Burnshaw. Bur- I don't know. I, but I can, can you imagine him playing? Exactly. In that series. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, carrying around baby. Although Thanos. I do want to see that th- the MCU Thanos with a Punisher top on. Yeah, that that's some fan art. It needs to it needs to get made. Fan there. art. <laughs> it's easy for you to say. <laughs> I have also been reading Batman Damned issue two. I haven't read it yet. Ah, oh, you're killing me here. It's it's you're killing it's, me. I picked it up. And I haven't read it yet, mate. It's better than the first one. Is it? It's really good. Um, you've still got that weird, clunky shit narration of, um, of Carp- Constantine. Carp- Constantine. <sighs> Brian Azzarello can't write a scouter. I'm just saying. That right <laughs> he doesn't understand how that works. Um, it's just it drags it down because the art is so tremendous. Mm. Um, I love the art, as I'll discuss later. Oh, hi, Gus. Gus has come <laughs> out probably from my laughing. Um, he's just having a wee. Hello. Does he go? Does he always go in the corner like that? Yeah, that's his wee corner. He's just sticking his ass in the air. That but... reminds me of Fry, when Fry is <laughs> Fry and Futurama is trapped in that little dungeon, and he like goes up to the bars and goes, "Leela, you gotta help me out. It's terrible. I've been here for days. 
I've had, yeah, I've only, I've got to eat, sleep, I've got to go to the toilet in here, and I've only got so much room left, there's just crap everywhere. And she goes, why wouldn't you go in the corner like a dog? And he goes, oh, corner, of course, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Batman Damned issue two was fantastic. Um, apart from the issues I have with the writing, it's a great book, um, and it's definitely going to be one that goes down in history as a... Uh, what a must read Batman book is it? Yeah, definitely. Um, stuff's happening. Uh, we're introduced to uh, a couple of new characters here, and yeah, it is, is dark as fuck and it looks gorgeous. Is so there any it. any penises? No, no, is it, is it worth another 60 pounds? This issue? Oh, no, this one's easy to come by. The, yeah, the first one is, is literally just because of Batman's peen. Uh, you can buy this one cover price quite easily. Um, oh, I was really hoping for early retirement, maybe, <laughs> but okay. But no, it's great. Um, I can't wait for the next issue. I really can't put it that way. Mm. Um, Batman Who Laughs issue one. Let's talk about that. Which one was that? Don't Batman tell me I haven't read oh, that. Oh no, I've not read that. Ah! <laughs> I've picked it up and I haven't read it. Oh, do you know what? The how the tables have turned, listeners. Because back in the day, this is exactly how Super I would be. Superior Spider-Man. No, I haven't read it yet. I would have this with you all the time. <laughs> and also, it is so wrong that you're reading the Snyder Run in chronological order. <laughs> that is not how you do it. Read it the way he published it. I will choke you to death in your I, sleep. Listen, I watched Star Wars in episodes one, two, three, four, oh, five, six. <laughs> but you didn't originally. You watched it in the in the order they were made. No, I, I think I did. You didn't. The first Star Wars you saw was episode one. Yeah. Go. No. Yeah. Not a chance. Listen, we're not discussing this here. This is a comic book podcast. I not have, movie podcast. No, but you telling me that when you were in, in school. Or whatever you ne- Star Wars that's already been out for like twenty five years. You never saw that like no, on a tape. Never saw it. No, the first Star Wars I watched was Episode One. I I can't believe that. I, I'd seen easily seen the whole trilogy. So wait, hold on. No, Episode One came out in nineteen ninety nine. So you're telling me how old were you? I don't know. You don't know how old you were in nineteen ninety nine. I'm not very good at maths. Well, when were you born? 85. Right, so you're 14 and you haven't seen Star Wars? Yeah. What the hell? How did you go that... That's weird. That, that, now, you know what? Everything is making sense now. <laughs> anyway, um, Batman Who Laughs, Freak. issue one of six, mm. was really good. Is it? Really good. Um, I am worried because how, how involved is Snyder, by the way? Snyder's the writer, man. I know, that's yeah, what worries yeah. me. Cause, and like, Jock it's... is on art, so it's witches all over again. But Batman, so it's fantastic. It looks amazing. There's a new character in it called the Grim Knight. Ooh. Punisher Batman, basically. Okay. Just Batman with guns from another dimension. Um, and yeah, it's really good, man. I don't quite understand how it fits into continuity at the moment. Um, well, it also says from the pages of Meta. Well, it's because of the character. I know, but it's know. it's one of them things where it's tediously not from the pages of Meta the same way the Switch wasn't from the pages of Metal. <laughs> Which there's an upcoming comic with him in. He's he's featuring again, isn't he? There's oh, the up, Signal. Oh, yeah, um, he's going to be in some. Is it detec- not a detective comics? It's another. Oh, he's the, the I, Outsiders. I, yeah, I think it, I, it, it was Batman. Or Batman and the others. Batman and the Outsiders. outsiders? I think you're right there. Oh, no. And I, I just like I looked at the lineup and oh oh. Uh-oh. But you you look a little bit like the Switch stay in yellow and black, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you can take that back. 
No, but no, I, I, I urge you to read this book as soon I'm as on, possible I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. because um, it's great. It's it's Snyder back on form again. Right. Okay. And it's like um, it's weird because without giving too much away, it's like a strange dichotomy of like cosmic weird shit going on but also a mystery a detective thing right um, so, it, so it's perfect for the Batman who laughs um, yeah really good I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that alright uh, speaking carrying on with the Batman theme I read Batman Annual Issue 3 um, and it was so good dude honestly uh, and it's not in the main storyline mm. it's sort of like an evergreen one shot so pick it up and read it ASAP because it, this almost won my book of the year as well. Oh really? Um, let me just let's have a look. Let me just show you it. Uh, it's written by Tom Taylor, who did X twenty three, All New Wolverine. Um, oh, does he do All New All Different Wolf- X twenty three? Yeah. Oh, that all was new, all different that. I like yeah. that. Uh, so it's it's an Alfred story. Oh. And it's really good, man. Really fucking good. The art is gorgeous as well. Who did the art? Um, Otto Schmidt. Um, have a little look through it. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's, it's basically it just made me love Alfred even more and appreciate Alfred for the amazing character that he is and how much he does for Batman. Oh, I like the art a lot. Yeah, it's great. I don't even know what else he's done. It's really odd. It's just sort of come out of nowhere this book. Um, but yeah, thoroughly recommend Annual Number Three. Oh, it's gorgeous. You know mm. what? I, I, I do want to pick this yeah, up. Yeah, do it, man. Honestly, treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. Because <laughs> it is just, it tugs at the heartstrings as well. It's, it's totes to most. Oh, yeah. I'm and not, it's it's great. I love, love the, the inking. Don't say much of that, that yeah. much about a Batman yeah. comic, the inking, although we have did, um, funny enough, um, Kings of Fear, but I love the colour work as well. Yeah, it I, kind of reminds me of the White Knight's colour work. Yeah. Where yeah. he's sticking to one colour palette on each panel, really. And look at that splash page. Of yeah, that's Batman what I mean. Oh. Swinging through that explosion. I can always hear, though, that is the kind of like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> like a, Incredibles music or something. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. yeah, dude. Um, it's great. It, it opens up with Alfred's flashback, you know, um, receiving the call in bed. And, um, <laughs> the death of the Waynes, you know, and. Uh, uh, you know, I, I know this is a bit tried and tested, and people might be a bit tired of this. Oh, the Wayne's are dead, yeah, we fucking know. But read this is all I say. If you're a Batman fan, read it; it's great. I've also been reading Grant Morrison's The Green Lantern. Mm. I read issues one and two, and I have given up. Oh, really? That um, bad? It's not bad. It's just, it's just Morrison it is. Most ridiculous. What 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 else has Grant Morrison done? Uh, well he did Batman for a bit. Um he, he he's he's the guy that's in uh, the My Chemical Romance video to na 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 na. The bald guy, the Scottish guy. Is he? Yeah, yeah, that's Grant Morrison. He does really high concept um shit, basically. Um Did he do did a he lot... have some do a black mask? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. That just means about um, that's all. But yeah, um, if you're a fan of Grant Morrison, and a lot of people are, a lot of people love him. Favorite writer for me, he's a bit much. Um, and on this Green Lantern run, so far, it's just not for me. I'm a huge Green Lantern fan, so I gave it two issues. Um, 
even the art I'm not the biggest fan of it's by Liam Sharp have a little look through and tell me what you think um, it, it's just very very weird and I know Green Lantern is a bit of a weird book but it's never been this weird before <laughs> there's like there's like a, a mucus lantern um, oh I don't like yeah, I know what you mean by the artwork there's there's too much. Oh, I don't know what it is, how to describe what what I don't like about it, but it's like I can't focus on anything. It reminds me a little bit of like 2000 AD art, you know, quite um, mm. is garish the right word? As, yeah, quite visceral. Uh, there's and there's no pers- there's no perspective because everything is the same. The ink is very heavy. Yeah, inked uh, by Liam Sharp also. So he did the pencils and inked it himself. Mm, he's he's really he's trying to he's using a lot of like see that's nice but you can, there's a difference so look at that right see the, the very the lack of shading on the face you just it's some mm. lines that's it go back up here and look at like the sheer amount of shading on the hold on where is it oh where's that fucking thing on here now all the different it's, uh, I, it's very busy, isn't it? Yeah, it's busy. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Busy. Yeah. So unfortunately, I'm dropping that book. I'm not going to read it anymore. No, um, no offense to anyone that likes Morrison. Um, it's just not for me. <laughs> so you preferred him when he was in the Smiths. <laughs> yes. Meat is <laughs> uh, murder. No. Uh, so. I think that's it. That that wraps it up for what we've been reading recently. Yeah. Let's move on to the main event. <laughs> oh my god, it's weird. It's weird that we both did that. I made like a little trumpet as well. Um, not with my ass this time. No, thank God. No, no farts on this episode, unfortunately. Um, let's talk about our favourite comic book stuff mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so best of twenty eighteen. Yeah. Let's start with the best comic book series. I chose The Immortal Hulk. Yeah. Um written by Al Ewing and art by Joe Bennett. This book is everything that I ever wanted from a Hulk book. It's a horror book, which mm-hmm. is right up my street, and it's the best Hulk book I've ever read. Um the way that Ewing handles the character of Bruce Banner and the Hulk is just perfection. Um, he made the Hulk scary again. Um, and it's just um, gripping reading. And I love the art in it as well. There's so many moments. I mean, I'm just looking at issue one here. I should have them all out, really. But, you know, the, the splash pages of the Hulk the first time you see him, it's just fucking brilliant. Um, and it's something that. I mean, I'm I'm very behind now, but it's 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 one of the um, the the comics that I look forward to most picking up each month. It's, it's just Hulk. it's so good. Oh no! Well, I'm I'm reading that alongside. Yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah. Um, what did I pick? You picked um, Doomsday Clock as your comic right. series here. So the reason I went with Doomsday Clock over the Immortal Hulk. I mean, we can't talk much about it. Unfortunately, we can't talk much about it. <laughs> we know it's dead good, and I agree with you there. It's really good. Yeah, but um, I, th- I think the reason I picked it over Immortal Hulk is Immortal Hulk is handling. It's it's just finally done something right with a character that's needed something right to do something right with it. However. With Doomsday Clock, you've got this really big, complex thing 
that is going on. You're, you're merging universes here and playing with a lot of characters, spinning a lot of plates, but they're doing it in a way which is totally cognitive. I can I can get from A to B. Um, they're being brilliant by also referencing Watchmen in so many different ways, both both in panelling and in storytelling, whilst also keeping it very much a, a DC book. Um, there's so much going on, and the fact it's taken so long... We've been reading this, you know, since uh, October of last year. Yeah, well, it, it was originally meant to be monthly, and it's now every two months, isn't it? But I, I don't it's worth mind. The way. This, no. Now that it's is worth, the and that was the tipping point for me. I thought, which of these two is worth more of my time? And I give Doomsday Clock much more attention and look at everything. I read the little notes at the back, you know, the little fake news articles that kind of link. And that's like The Watchmen as well, originally. Exactly. I think they've managed... You you can't capture lightning. The whole point is lightning in a bottle. You'll never get lightning in a bottle. You know, you've done it once. Don't try and do it again. Do something new. They are doing something new, but I feel they've done it again. And it's it's mad to think they are doing it again. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with you there. Um, John's is pulling it off perfectly. Um, you know, this book is another big reason why. Spoilers: John's is my favorite writer of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's just done such a fantastic job. A lot of people were really worried about how they were going to do this merging. You know, the Watchmen messing universe. about with something that's you know, sacred to a it lot is, of people. It is sacred to to myself included. With the Watchmen being my favorite comic book of all time, um, so. You own it I twice. Was... <laughs> yeah. You own it twice. Yeah, I mean, it's it was such a, a risky thing to touch, and I think the only person that could have handled that is Johns, uh, in such a way that he's doing. You know, that's it's not what, even that, finished that yet. That to me is the difference. I, I, I'm, I, the Immortal Hulk is fantastic, but because there's been no real challenge in doing it, he's just finally someone who can finally drive the car. He's driving the car. Jeff John Johns is re, uh, getting a, a classic car, rebuilding it and rebooting it, and and getting it go and moving it again, and people are happy to see it. I mean, he's reinvented the whole. He's reinvented stuff. the whole vehicle. That's why, to me, it, it should beat the Immortal Hulk. No, but, I'm, I said that Ewing has reinvented oh. the whole character. Uh, he's not so much. He's not reinvented it. All right, he's, he 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 can write the Hulk better than everyone else. Yeah, he can write the Hulk <laughs> because he's going back to an, how the Hulk should have been and was originally this big scary monster. My mum always says that she remembers the Hulk being genuinely scary, and now like kids love him on still when he's on screen, like ah oh, Hulk. So, um, go on. Let's let's see what you guys voted for as the winner. So the winner of best comic book series of 2018 is the Immortal Hulk. You know nothing. All <laughs> you people. It was neck and neck for a while. Was it? Um, by the way, I want to say you cheated, JB. How did you I cheat? used three Instagram accounts to vote on this thing. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> right, for starters, talking to the, the UK is its own thing. Like, oh yeah, okay. So, so Gaz voted, did it? It was definitely it was Gaz or mm. one of my many many. Gaz employees. doesn't have Instagram, does he? On his phone, he uses Talk Nerdy UK. Oh yeah, and um, Undead Comic Casts. That's a subsidiary. It's uh, it's and that's a, a completely different persona. I identify as under comic cast, and then I'm allowed to vote. In yeah, but three comic. times. That's unfair. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it looks like I've won most of these. So whatever. Um, <laughs> 
let's move on. Actually, no, sorry, before we move on, um, I want to shout out some some of you guys' uh, nominations for Best Comic Book Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's 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 actually, um, who have we got here? Someone called James Huey. I don't, I don't know him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's my boy from across the pond, Phil Mouse. He's he couldn't pick one, so we, uh, he's he's listed a few. Uh, he says Cold Spots, which was an aftershock comic, supernatural one. Right. I haven't read it myself. Domino, which we discussed earlier, great book. Uh, Patience, Conviction, Revenge, which is another aftershock book. Never heard of that one. A Walk Through Hell, another aftershock book. <laughs> um, X Men Red, which has been great, the best X Men title bar Domino, I'd say. Um, Vo Vo Volition. Volition. I can't, I can't <laughs> pronounce that. I think that's an aftershock book as well, maybe. Uh, and Immortal Hulk. So he agrees with me there. Um, also had some suggestions on the Instagram post. My better half, Miss Abigail Robinson, said "Unnatural" by Merka Allendoffo. She does the art and writes that, and I'm with her there. I love that book. It's great. Um, Are you sure she just wasn't choosing, uh, describing your choice of how to watch Star Wars. <laughs> I thought you were going to go a different way with that one. Could no, have been anything. I've been clean. Something unnatural about me. Uh, and uh, we've actually got a comment here from one of the members, one of the co-hosts of one of my favourite podcasts, Bat Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. Yeah. Uh, teases himself, believe us. He says, the White Knight, no competition. Yeah. Sean Gordon Murphy. That's a that's a good that is a good shout. It's one. a very good shout. It was almost my series of the year as well, but uh, the Hulk just pipped him to the post, unfortunately. Mm. So now we'll move on to worst comic book series of 2018. Mm-hmm. My worst comic book series of the year was Stranger Things. Um, it, I know it was your most disappointing. One of my first things I'm going to say about it is how disappointing it was. And. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why it's my worst is because to me it was unreadable. Um, the art hated, um, the writing in it was just really bland, and um, the the um, the dialogue boxes in it, the way that he said is in a monologue, Will's in a monologue. It was just really poor writing. I don't know. It's just. It was awful. I had a bad time with it. It was like a, a, a suit to put a comic together to yeah. try and sell one. For we haven't got Stranger Things new series come out this year. We need to keep it relevant. Um, let's make a little quick three issue comic. Um, I didn't read past issue one. I just dropped it, so I couldn't really say yeah. it was the worst comic because I didn't continue reading it. Same, but I struggled with it and I hated it more than anything I read all year. So that's the reason why it was my worst book of the year. Right. Okay. Your worst book of the year. Was a surprise to me mm. because I actually enjoyed this series. Go on. Uh, uh, I said Avengers. Avengers. Avengers, yeah. Um, because the reason it gets worse for me is I don't understand how hard it is to write this. There's an entire movie, multi million movie franchise using this right now, and they've got a lot less to work with, and they're doing it. It was one of the biggest things when it was first created, and for some reason, I have never. See, whilst I've been reading comics currently, no, without me having to go back and read in like uh, Rage of Ultron or something like that, I haven't read a good Avengers story, and I don't understand what's so hard. And this did, it, it, it had a little idea, which then we began to think, had they nicked this idea 
from the No Justice story. Yeah, very similar. It was yeah. extremely similar. Um, and then I felt all the characters were just written to say, you know, like, in like yeah, like in the sense that we've got this book, we've got this bag of Tony Stark quotes. Let's pull one out here. Oh, that'll do. I pull a bag from the Thor bucket. Yeah, a pick from the Thor bucket. It just, and because of that, I just want to like how you say vote with your money. Mm. I'm just rather than go. Well, technically, there was a better, worse comic in this way or that way. No. This, the level of standards much higher, and we should finally start saying "fuck the Avengers," "fuck the Avengers" comic, and sort it out. Stop just putting it out, and stop people just picking it up because it's an Avengers comic. It's awful, and we've got to admit this. Wow. Well, that's a pretty strong argument, and it seems like your argument has won the public over because mm-hmm. the winner of worst comic book series of the year is the Avengers. By a bit of a landslide, actually. Um, this shocked me because I had no idea people felt this strongly about this book, mm. same as you. Because to me, I did enjoy it. Granted, I'm not reading it anymore, but that's not because I hated it. It's just because I needed to cut down on my pull list. Um, but I, qu- I quite liked it. But there we go. There we go. Avengers wins worst comic book of the year, which is a weird thing does to it, say. I mean, does it? Is it really a winner? <laughs> if if you win this, do you really win? Yeah, I mean, if, you know, Jason Aaron writes it. He's one of the best in comics at the moment. I'll try hard. I know it's open to interpretation that, but he is, you know, known as one of the best art uh, writers. Uh, Ed McGuinness again. He's not a bad artist. Uh, so yeah, hmm. let's move on. Oh no, again, we have a uh, Phil Mouse. Uh, putting his two cents in. Worst comic book series of 2018. He says Batman. <laughs> oh, that's a man who has been, who's had his heart broken by Mr. Uh, Tom King. King. I feel my, I love you and I do really um, value your opinion on things, but on this occasion, you are wrong. You're wrong, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to um, best comic book writer of 2018. Mm-hmm. My choice for that was our lord and saviour Jeff Johns (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Johns is nailing it with everything he touches at the moment you know Doomsday Clock Shazam um, I I don't know what else he's wrote this year to be honest but that's enough that is enough the man is an absolute legend in my eyes and will go down in history as one of the greats so that's why he's my choice right your choice is was it Sean Murphy? Sean Murphy. So yeah, White Knight because just simply White Knight just came out of nowhere with this this concept, um, insisted on drawing it all himself, and basically became like instantly made a classic legendary Batman tale just straight out the door. And you can tell he hasn't done it via um, it, it, when you listen to interviews with him. It sounds like DC actually wanted to rein him in a bit. And he really pushed hard and was sneaky and got what he wanted in there. Mm-hmm. And that to me is a good writer, a good business. And what you want from someone, he's not going to sell out. He's not going to bend over. If it was up to him, Batman Dams, that knob would be in full view. If that was what, you know, if CC say we want to cover it all, he'd draw the sack and everything. He's, I, I really like him as a writer because he just, if he wants it, if he has an idea, he goes for it mm. and he has a good idea. And I'm really excited to see what he does next. Do you know what he's doing next? Is he doing a follow-up? He's doing a sequel to White Knight. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but he's got Azrael in it. 
Right. Do you remember that Batman character? It's, it's from the nineties. From is that the, the as as we all the Asriel. magic one? Um, he's he's got like a like a a golden blue costume. Um, you'll recognise him when you well, see him. I'm... But yeah, it's uh, it, that's gonna be sick. But and, yeah, that's... and also his rules on writing and how to write. Oh a good comic. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, you're right there, mate. I, he... I wholeheartedly agree with you. Again, um, it was another tough choice. He was up there in my top five, definitely. Fantastic writer. Mm. But the public winner, due to the Instagram poll, is Jeff Johns. Ugh. Jeff Johns wins. You're all fickle. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about a few of you guys. You guys? Is, is that the correct way to say that? I want it to be the correct term. <laughs> I think that's a new thing you can say. You guys? Is? Let's have a look at the public's uh, comments on our post here. So JLW Chambers, that's Jack Chambers from many podcasts. Um, he does. What's he do? He used to do the Intercomics podcast, which is fantastic. He does a podcast called The Sequelizers, which is fixing bad sequels. Oh, I've heard about um, this. He also did Ultimate Spin podcast. That was the Gwen Stacy and Miles Morales podcast. That was great. Um, he's he does the um, a podcast with Ben Allen actually called The Super Eight Bit Power Hour. He's just everywhere. Many mm. fingers and many pies. He suggests Saladin Ahmed. It's his rice of the year. Very good choice. He's now on the new Miles Morales book. Oh. He did Black Bolt, which is fantastic, and Exiles, which is really good also. That's coming to an end now, unfortunately. But he's focusing all his efforts on Miles Morales, Spider-Man now. Great writer. Um, Soldier Only, he says, uh, for me personally, might have to say Scott Snyder, loving what he's doing with the DCU. Donny Cates and Tom King are up there. Jerry Duggan is one of my favourite writers and really been liking his stuff. Um, and Rich Watkin, he says Tom Taylor, who did that fantastic Batman Annual number three and All New Wolverine. Um, Didn't you hate All New Wolverine? No, no, I liked that I a lot. Ret- oh, I'm spoilers. Carry on. Yeah, spoilers for my most disappointing Return mm. of Wolverine. Hated that. Uh, Phil Mouse says Magdalene Visaggio. She does Kim and Kim, Eternity Girl, Quantum Teens Are Go, and the recent Dazzler one-shot. I've read a bit of Kim and Kim. Good stuff. Um, Let's move on to Best Comic Book Artist of 2018. I picked Lee Bermejo. Right. uh, Artist on The Damned. Um, God, I just love his stuff so much. It sings to me. (laughs) It is just... Jizz worthy, mate. I read Batman Noel last night to get myself in the festive spirit. He writes and illustrates that, and it is gorgeous to look at. It's like a Christmas Carol, but with Batman. Did he do the art in Joker? Yeah, oh yeah, he did Joker, yeah. Mm. I mean, essentially, Damned is a sequel to Joker. Um, I, I think he's one of the best talents to come out of comics in recent memory. I absolutely adore his work. Um, it's nuance it's noir but modern mm. his lighting is insane i don't know how he comes up with these concepts of framing and lighting his scenes and the detail in his work no one can draw clothing like bermejo like mm. the way he draws like the texture on clothing and batman's cape and stuff like that and i just love him I love the way he draws batman's knob as well to be honest yeah, I, knew <laughs> I was waiting for the knob bet you were um, you dirty bitch. 
<laughs> no, I love him. I think he's fantastic. Absolutely love him. Um, so that's why he won for me. Right, that's why he, he, he he's your favourite. He won my heart. <laughs> who who won your heart? No one won my heart. In 2018. Um, <laughs> I chose that my best uh, artist was, again, Sean Murphy. Yeah. Just a bit on the, purely on the basis that Again, he 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 wrote and drew drew this entire story. So what you're reading and visually seeing is um, um, what this man saw in his head, and I, I prefer that. I always I remember when I was a kid, I got freaked out when I found out like Roald Dahl. The illustrations were by another person. But like, why didn't Roald Dahl draw that? Because that's the only person who truly knows what that character looks like or what that scene should look like because that's what they're writing and I find when I read that well, was, you could tell that it was Quentin Blake that did the drawing yeah yeah, that's what I mean though I, but Roald Dahl didn't do it my point here is Sean Murphy wrote this and he drew it this what you are seeing is exactly how he encapsulated it in his head and that's pure genius and to see, see all the stuff like he even puts like in the like little details like in the Joker's uh, cell with all the bat toys yeah that was a nice page that yeah. and there was loads of like really like, like there's loads of nice pages like that where yeah. you go oh look at that oh look at that he even put a clue as to who the bad guy was on the cover of mm. all the issues, no one picked up on it, and until the end. And there was even another bit in one of the other issues where um, a character does that character does something that is relevant later on, and you ha- you don't notice until you go back and read it again. Now, how now that's in a film you can use smoke and mirrors. Good to writer, do that. good it's, writer, yeah. No, I'm not about the art though. There no, is it? I'm not. But the art, <laughs> no, I'm talking about the art. Does that it, normally? Okay, it, sorry, you were getting to it. Yeah, in in art, that's hard to to convey because it's a freeze moment. You might be able to see the thing right away. He drew the the bait and switch right there, and you, we all looked at that panel. We all missed it. Right, I'm going to help you out here. The art in this book was phenomenal. The the Batmobiles. Yes. Oh my god. The Batmobiles. That is the reason why one of this works as one of the best series art writing whatever of the year. Uh, the Batmobiles were just stupendous to look at. The fact that he pulled from Batman continuity, comic book and movie, to bring all these elements together in this story that was just a Batman fan's wet dream. He drew and essentially he, and he drew how he drew the modern Harley and the old Harley, and then came up with this new kind of Harley, yeah. this Joker Harley. Very clever. I loved, loved all the artwork was beautiful and and probably. I debate getting like how my Batman tattoos are going to be, oh, but there is Sean Murphy on the on the, the brain there. There's there's one there's a bit where Joker's holding Harley and I love it oh, so. The variant much. cover to the last issue. Oh, yeah. I love it so it's much. Nice. It's very like, nice. I, I want it free. That almost won my comic book cover of the year. That oh, did it? Yeah, it did. Mm. Um, but alas, the public have spoken, mm. and the best artist of 2018 is Lee Bermejo. You swines. <laughs> you uncultured swines. Shout out to Field Mouse. His favourite artist of the year was David Baldion, the artist on Domino. Agree with you there, mate. Great art. Um, let's move on to the next category, which was Best Individual Comic Book Issue of the Year. I picked Immortal Hulk Issue 1. I loved it. Um I've 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 already touched on why I loved this issue so much. It was a great setup to this fantastic series. It it's it creeped me out. It hooked me in, and it's it's one that I will 
reread singularly on its own, um, and it'll work just as a oh I'm in the mood for a scary Hulk story. Just pick this that is up. the one. I I loved it. Um, I know there were more you know epic issues uh, that came out this year. You know, i.e. White Knight, Doomsday Clock. Mm. Um, but this for me is is the what the timeless comic book that I will pick up and read forever right. <laughs> because I loved it that much. Okay. What about you? What did you pick as your individual book of the year? I went for Sorcerer Supreme uh, issue one. Weird choice. I mean, I've not read it, so I can't reflect on that. But a few people did back you up on this, it's, so it's, it must have been good. It was good because. Unlike the other Infinity Warps, which seemed like they kind of were thrown together and just make it work, just make it work. This worked to a degree where I want, almost could see this being a, a real thing. Like Captain America is Stephen, is Doctor Strange, the, the Sorcerer's Soldier Supreme. It worked on so many levels that both the ethos is matched, and I every page returned, I kept like going, of course. Oh, that's so clever. I was really just smiling ear to ear going, this is great, right? This is great. It's telling the same story I've read before, but it's like an Elseworld one, and I'm interested to see how this link works. And it all worked fine and was so fluid, and the artwork was great as well. Adam Kubert, wasn't it? Oh, the art yeah. was so good. The mystery to me is why they decided to uh, give him a uh, they give him a moustache. In yeah, original... it was it was Ramos who did that cover actually. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. And so he must. I bet you he hasn't got the memo. I wonder if the, he's drawn it, sent it, and then they've gone. <laughs> yeah. He's got the actual guy's drawn it. Gone, I've hurt. done all of this with a mustache. And gone, Shit! Put a mustache on that man. <laughs> it's like it's like a reverse um, blooming Superman. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I really. And again, it's one of those comics where I would just pick that up again and yeah. just read it. It, it didn't need a second issue. It finished perfectly as well. Where it finished, it could have just finished. Mm. And like I said, my biggest complaint of the second one was it seemed so unnecessary and was only the Infinity Warps. It was brilliant. Cool. Well, I'll definitely check that out at some point. Mm. Um, but unfortunately for you, oh, fucking the hell. winner of the public vote was Immortal Hulk issue one. <sighs> so thank you for siding with me, guys. <laughs> it's a great book. And everyone who hasn't read it should check it out. Let's move on to the next... Oh, no, sorry, I always do it. Sorry, Field Mouse. <laughs> sorry, Field Mouse, you've got some points to make here. He said that his favourite comic book issues of the year were Dazzler, X-Song, issue one, the one-shot, mm-hmm. and X-Men Black Mojo, the one-shot, which I agree was a great book. Um, and I suggest you would enjoy that as well, actually. I know you're not an X-Men fan, but this is a great little fun one-shot uh, that will make you laugh and look at Mojo in a different way. Right. Uh, my Better Half uh, said that Witch's uh, Halloween special was her individual comic book of the year. Totally agree there. Fantastic. Have you read it? No. Check it out, man. Uh, it's, it's really good. Um, it, it it splinters off from, obviously, the, the main witch's, witch's story and focuses on another family, another couple of families, and it's fucked up and it's dark and it's great. She actually preferred Abby. Actually preferred that to, to the, main the, the main trade. Yeah, it's great. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next category, which was best comic book cover of the year. So I chose issue one of Catwoman, mm-hmm. the variant by Art Germ. Now, I love this cover so much that I bought it twice. 
<laughs> All right, it's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one to frame and one to read. Yeah. You know, um, oh, it's gorgeous. Art Germ's work uh, this year has been fantastic on variant covers. Absolutely love his stuff. And this Catwoman one just took my breath away. Absolutely loved it. Um, the shading, the pose, everything about it. I just I thought it was great. Right. Loved it. So, you, you chose Immortal Hulk issue one. I did. <laughs> there seems there seems to be a theme here. <laughs> the way you said that, um, yeah, of course he did clever clogs, but I actually by Alex Ross. Yeah, it's, I think it's Alex Ross. It's really well done, but I kind of on the drive here. Changed your mind. Changed my mind. You can't do that. The public have voted on that. I know. It's it. The problem is, and I'm trying to find it. There was that. Re- I completely forgot because I didn't read it, but I bought it based on the artwork. You're gonna say Batgirl. The Batgirl yeah. variant, and that. Is, Who did that? I'm trying to find it for fuck's sake. Mm. I'm trying to find it. No, that was a nice, nice cover. That. That was. It was absolutely gorgeous. Um and. I thought uh, the only reason I hadn't picked it was genuinely because I didn't. Uh, oh, you know what? I bet oh, I bet I post it on Talk Nerdy. I'll never find it. Um, I just didn't read it, so it just didn't come to my memory. As soon as I remembered it, I did the same thing. I bought it based on the on the fact I saw it wanted frames. I want it up mm. in the house. It looks great. It looks so real. I'm not knocking Alex Ross's covers. They've all been great. That one I specifically picked because it set the whole theme, the gravestone. Everything that it gave us an idea that was what made us first go, Ooh, mm. when we saw the, it being mm. advertised. We're like, This is different, this looks scary. Mm. All right, but I am gonna go with that Batgirl cover. But you picked a Mortal Hulk and it lost. Catwoman won, <laughs> <laughs> Art Germ, Catwoman number one won. And I wouldn't uh, be surprised if it was the same person who did Batgirl, possibly because they look um, similar and it's possibly. Uh, so Feel Mouse. Uh, his favourite comic book cover of the year was the Ji Hyung variant to Spider Gwen Ghost Spider issue one, and there it is right there. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous cover. Oh, it is actually very nice stuff. Um, he actually bought it for fifty dollars and sold it the other day for six hundred. <laughs> so he made himself a tasty little profit there. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the next category, which is surprise hit of twenty eighteen. So my choice was Cosmic Ghost Rider. Again, we've discussed it in detail. It was a fantastic, fun little series. And it was my surprise hit because I wasn't going to read this until Phil Mouse told me that Cable was in it. I was like, oh, well, obviously I'm going to pick it up now for Cable. And I just fell in love with it. I thought it was so much fun. And it was the most surprising hit of the year for me. What did I put? You picked the Weatherman. Oh yeah, because well that's because of when we were, I remember reading comics out with you and you going and coming on from Image this week and you went, the Weatherman and I burst out laughing. Going, yeah. That is a stupid title. What a prophetic thing! I just I basically I slammed it. For, I just out of sheer. The, you judge a book by its, its cover. By, I judge a book <laughs> by its name. Um, however, when it first then was on the shelf, it looked interesting, and then I picked it up and. That first issue just blew me away, um, as well as, unfortunately, some animals. It was, honestly, not the comic I was remotely expecting. I think that now I think the title is clever, because it really does lull you in. You have n- on to what's going to happen and what kind of comic this is. 
and yeah, it was the biggest surprise because I did not expect it from the get at any point, and I'm still not really sure where it's going from this point on. It was very good. Um, I'm not continuing with it because it's a bit too indie for my liking. Um, but yeah, do agree with you there. And um, weirdly, um, we're at complete deadlock. It's 50-50 on the public vote. Right. We don't have a winner for that. So I think it's quite fitting because it is very open to interpretation, that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, no winner for the surprise hit. They were equally surprising. There you go. <laughs> uh, Phil has suggested patience, conviction and revenge as his surprising hit of the year. Moving on to the penultimate category. No, sorry, it's not. Uh, what What's the... The penultimate penultimate Penultimate, pen- penultimate is the second to last one. <laughs> yeah. So the most disappointing comic book series or issue of the year. I picked this comic right here. The Return of Wolverine issue one by Charles Sewell was the writer and Steve McNiven on art. Um, McNiven did... Uh, what did he do? Something that we've been reading recently. I know his name, yeah. Is it um, Ultimates? Maybe... I don't know. Or, I do. Let me have a look. Me... It's either Ultimate or Old Man Logan. Um, either way, he's a decent artist, but in my opinion, Charles Soule just uh, did not do a good job on this book. I was actually really looking forward to the return of the original Wolverine for quite some time. He's been dead for a while, and this just missed the mark completely for me. Um yeah, I was really disappointed with this. So that's why oh, I picked enough. this one. And you picked Stranger Things. Well, yeah, I don't think we need to say too much about this, do we? Um, it was shit. It was, we, we literally <laughs> just covered this a moment ago and every reason why. Yeah, it was just disappointing. It was just seemed like a cash money grab. The person who wrote it had never wrote a comic in their life, I'm guessing. The person who put it together had never put a comic together in their life. The person who drew it, I don't think he's even seen the fucking show. It just... <laughs> There was so much wrong on it. On it, it's really hard to find something right with it. Um, I think the strangest thing about it is how it got to be published. Was that a pun there? A slight pun. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, if, on, honestly, yeah, it was a, a bag of dog wank. The public have sided with me. Uh, I think they must have, uh, you know, been as disappointed on this return. I'm, I get why they would. I can, can, can concede because. Whereas I, there was no real expectation. I just had the expectation of a comic book to be decent. You had this massive build-up and you have had your... Yeah. You still got blue balls, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, the most disappointing series or issue of the year was Return of Wolverine. When did that come out, by wah, the way? Wah, wah. Return of Wolverine? Yeah. Let's have a look. Um, fairly recently. That's what I mean. So yeah. it's like... Well done, you know, all the rest of the year it might have been some... What if, if it hadn't have been... If this hadn't have just come out, what would have got What would have got it? Cause like that said, came out in September. Um, oh, that's still not fairly recently. Yeah. No, what I've... would have got it? Probably Stranger Things, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Phil Mouse... <laughs> oh. I know what he's going to put. Go Phil on. Mouse says Batman issue 50. That's only got worse. Yeah, the marriage issue. <laughs> um, I loved that issue. So go fuck yourself. He's uh, well done that to a, No, but he he is in the majority there. A lot of people hated that issue. You have not read it yet, have you? No. So you will understand why when you finally okay. get to it. Um, he also suggested Multiple Man, which is a huge surprise for me because I know Phil Mouse is a big Multiple Love Man Multiple fan. Multiple Man. And I agree with him there. It was very disappointing. Yeah, mm. I didn't carry on with it. 
Um, oh, who, who could have who could have predicted that a multiple man comic would be a bit shit? Didn't I? Didn't I say that there's probably not much to tell with that? I tell you what, if Tom King was writing, it would have been great. <laughs> he also said Border Town because of the writer. Oh, Brian K. Vaughan. Isn't he do Border Town? No, the other thing, the barriers. Oh, the yeah, barrier. barriers. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to the penultimate category: best comic book publisher of the year. I picked Aftershock Comics, as did Field Mouse. <laughs> um, in my opinion, Aftershock have not brought out a bad book the whole year. Everyone has been a hit. Um, Insect was in, Insect uh, was a bit weird, um, but apart from that, every book has been really good. So that's why I picked them. Up and coming publisher, people need to check out their shit. Be aware of this comic book publisher. They're going places. Mm. And you I picked went, Image. I went with Image because I I'm, I commend what you're saying about a smaller publisher, as it were, but Image, the only reason Image isn't maybe as consistent is because it takes more chances. And I've picked up some stuff like MCMLXXV, um, which I ended up being quite disappointed in on the whole, but the first one was good, and I, I can't think of another publisher that would have took a chance on that comic. And then I've picked up other ones where it's blown my mind and... Like Dark Fang, I mean they're put they're putting out Saga. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> One of the best books of all time, right there. And yeah, Dark Fang, fantastic. But they also cancelled that fucker. Well, so if no one get fucked, it, image. No, if no, no one, if no one bought it, no one bought it because no shops ordered it fucking in. Well, then I couldn't the get. Anyway, it's not that's a discussion fault. for another time. No, it's not Image's fault, but yeah, Abigail I... agreed with you. She mm-hmm. said Image, and so did the public. Image won the public vote. So, Image were the comic book publisher of the year, much to my dismay. Uh, Let's move on to the final category of the year. Um, Well, I say that, we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to, but that's not really a category. No, it's it's not. Open to interpretation. It's not a category at all. Final uh, category of the year is Best Comic Book Character of 2018. Speaking of Dark Fang, what a fucking segue, Mm. I chose Valor. Uh, Now, I almost forgot about this. Uh, because it came out at the start of the year, mm. but she was the standout character of the year for me, an environmentalist vampire that lived underwater and has now gone on a rampage. And you know she's a cam girl on the side, like with a headless henchman. Like it was so fucking cool. The idea of that character turned the genre on its head. You know, Miles Gunter fan- did a fantastic job writing this book and creating that character of Valor absolutely loved it and I hope she comes back at some point I thought she I was put, great I put Punisher Thanos yeah. and upon seeing the poll I wanted to rescind and I voted for you I think you'll find Ooh. I actually prefer Valor yeah. I'd have did to, you forget about her as well I thought she yeah. was in 2017 I yeah, didn't issue one it. came out in January of this year. Didn't realise, and yeah. I, I instantly, as soon as I saw her, I completely agreed with you. Her character is so complex and goes on such a massive arc with it, every issue and changes almost completely. But it, it, rather than change, it just adds to it, the ethos of her. And by the end of that first book, which is what, six issues, is it? Mm-hmm. Then you've just got this. this I don't know, she was just a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And I genuinely, like, something that takes sometimes years for people to do with a character, they have done in six issues. Exactly, exactly. So I, I agreed with you. What a crying shame that that book's been cancelled, honestly. That's the crime of the year, crime I'm telling of the you year. right now. Image Comics. 
publishers, 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 it's not worst publishers, publishers of the year. It's the shops and the well, people. Unfortunately, um, even though you conceded your vote, Punisher Thanos actually won the oh, did he? vote. <laughs> Obviously, because no one's heard of Valor, you know. Um, yeah. So Punisher Thanos won Comic Book Character of the Year. I'm fine with that. It was cool. It was fun. He looked mm. awesome. He looked I, I, I want to see like a statue of it or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's cool. Uh, Field Mouse nominated Honey Badger, which is a great shout. Uh, she's character in X23. Right. Um, really fun little character. I don't know if you've ever read like uh, Gotham Academy, but she reminds mm. me of the character Maps in that. Right. Young girl. She's a clone of Laura, so, but she's younger. She's basically just like X23. And she's called herself the Honey Badger. Um, right. And she has a little honey badger that hangs out with her. Really fun character. So, to bring things to a close, let's talk about what we're most looking forward to in the year of 2019. My thing that I'm most looking forward to is just more Shazam. That, really? That, that issue just that, hits so hard. Honestly, mate, that issue one by Jeff Johns and Dale Eaglesham uh, has got me so excited for the future of Shazam. And I'm buying the fuck out of that book in 2019. <laughs> Honestly, it could. It, it's already a hot contender for my favourite book of 2019. <laughs> I love it that much. It's just wholesome fun. I'm so, yeah. buy the fuck out of that book. More Shazam. Love it. What about yourself, Jub? I said I'm looking forward to the end of Doomsday Clock. Not because it's the end of it, but it's leading to something. It's going to be big. It's going to change DC Comics going forward. You're going to be... We're, probably going to see all these characters come in it's going to spark so much it's really a lot a culmination that has started since the Watchmen way back in the day I'm excited I'm not nervous at all I'm not worried because it's been so good and strong and they've taken so long to do it I I think they are going to they're taking the appropriate time so they're going to land it and I can't wait and I've got no idea what it is Mm. I've got no fucking clue yeah it's exciting man John's John's is just killing it. We just mentioned our most anticipated things of next year, both written by Jeff Jeff Johns. And also, (laughs) how weird is it? Like people always say, like we're massive Marvel heads, uh, yeah, Marvel zombies, and the two things we're most excited are for DC DC comics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. That is the year wrapped up. Speaking of wrapped up, oh yeah, let's uh, Uh, exchange Christmas presents. So. Hold on. There you go, Job. I'll give you yours first because it's not wrapped. Okay. Merry Christmas. It is the Art Germ variant cover of Life Captain Marvel issue one. Well, that is getting framed. Yeah, and that's why I bought it. That's fantastic. I didn't even see this one. It's gorgeous, isn't it? That is gorgeous. It's it's the same artist that did uh, Catwoman issue one. Oh, is it? Yeah, Art Germ. Great, great artist. So I thought you'd like that. No, I do like that. Right, so... There's two presents here. One is for your firstborn. Oh, so thank you very much. That's for him. On behalf of it. Should I open it now? Or? I know, let him open it. I'll tell you it's what, him. this is shockingly wrapped. <laughs> Listeners, I know this is a, a, an audio medium, but I'm going to take a picture of this, the way this <laughs> present is wrapped, because it's god-awful. It's wrapped with, like, duct tape, gaff tape, whatever you want I've to call it. I've run out of tape, Which is fair enough. But it's not even wrapped neatly. There's a corner sticking up. I ran out of wrapping paper and I had to kind of like podge together oh, the wrapping paper. That is hilarious. I'm going to post this on my Instagram page. I might even make it like the the little picture of this episode. You're a prick. <laughs> Best of 2018. <laughs> um, 
Should I open it now then or should I let Aiden open it? Let Aiden's present. Let him open it. Alright, so it becomes a mystery to the listeners. If you want to see see what it was, go follow Chris J. Wakefield on Instagram and I will have posted it by now. Exactly. And this is yours. This looks like a book. Oh, it's a hard one. Mm. Matrix. I must point out that he hasn't mentioned the wrapping on this one, so he must like that. The wrapping's fine on this one, nice and neat. Bit of a present opening foley there for you. What have we got here? Oh, it's very well, well wrapped. Oh, sick! It is the Earth One, Volume One of Green Lantern. Yeah. Ooh. And thank just, you very much. Just you know, I got myself one too. Oh, so, so we're going to read this together. We can have it, and a little... we'll do a book club on Chris's comics. Yeah, a little journey. Awesome. Well, on that yeah. note, let's end the podcast. Um, thank you for listening, everyone, and Happy New Year. I hope you have an awesome 2019 and thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Let's go.